Hello, and welcome back to the Queer Ascendancy, where we're all depressed and gay. Um, <laughs> I am your host, Kals. My pronouns are they, them, they, she. I don't know. We're just very confused, but it's fine. Uh, and which Mandalorian character am I silly about? Uh, Babu Frick. I will go <laughs> to the ends of the earth for that man. I love him. Um... His little bad baby just lives rent-free in my head. No squeezy. No squeezy. <laughs> of every character in the Mandalorian. Are we surprised? No. <laughs> no, I guess I shouldn't be. I think it's very on brand. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> My name is Becca. My pronouns are she, her. Oh, yeah. I'm the other host. And... <laughs> The character that I'm silly about is Bo Katan. <laughs> I love her very much. See, and see, that's the typical lesbian answer, but I am not a typical lesbian, so you're like you're a special kind of lesbian. Yeah, you're like I'm just the gremlin one. I was just thinking. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this is <laughs> this is our Mandalorian esque episode. I asked Kels if they had seen the newer Bad Batch episodes, and they didn't answer that question, so I don't want to, like, mention anything. But... I've, I've watched up to the Senator Chuchi oh. episode. Oh I hear say, I'm watching it with my mom, oh. and she's in Montana now. Oh. So, yeah. I, I... I've watched, like, half the season, though, so I'm doing better than I was last time. <laughs> I do have, like, I'm not going to share them, but I have a lot of thoughts about the outpost. I did talk about it on TikTok, because I don't really talk about the Bad Batch on TikTok anymore, because I'm disappointed in it, with the creators ignoring the whitewashing and stuff. So I was like, eh, I don't want to talk about it that much. But then there's just been some stuff going on, and the fandom's been getting weird, so I was like, I'm going to call out this behavior. I do know that tech... (laughs) Got a girlfriend with his raw, sexy appeal because autism is sexy. And <laughs> as someone with undiagnosed autism, I felt I feel seen. <laughs> no fan, like fans are being ridiculous. They're being. Are we surprised? It's clone fans. No, but I love y'all. But some of you are a little insane. They're like saying, "Like I hope she dies." But I'm like, they're not real. And she is not a toxic character. As far as we know, she is fine. (laughs) Like, I... Clone fans, not all of them are bad. It's just the small corner. Go write your own fanfic. Like, just, that's why it's there. Like, I I kept making tea (laughs) saying, YN Medic is crying right now. (laughs) No, literally. (laughs) (laughs) It's the downfall of the YN Medics. Oh, well, I I did want to... Someday I'll talk about the outpost on here just because it drove me insane a little bit. It made me like cry a little. So, and the Bad Batch hasn't really made me cry in a while just because I remember the season one finale. I cried because I was so fucking angry. (laughs) I just was, I was angry crying. I was yelling. It was a time. It was. 2021 was a time. Honestly, Bad Batch season one was such an era for me. Like, I think I was it just- was. I was so crazy <laughs> during that time. But anyways, 
Also, Kelsey's snack of the podcast is once again Nutella. I don't have a snack. I do have water. But That's healthy. I did have, better than me. I did have ice cream with peanut butter before this, so that is not healthy. That's why you're drinking water to bounce yes. it out. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is our Mandalorian episode. No Bad Batch, even if, except for that little ta- small tangent. Um, but yeah, Mandalorian. This is the way, or as I put it in our show notes, this is the gay, which I think is a better They're slogan. all gay. Din is M- Din and Bo or MLM and WLW Solidarity. <laughs> the armor. They, they are the Luke and Mara Jade of canon. <laughs> One of my favorite memes. Let me find it. It's funny. Where like the one meme. Oh god, I have so much in my camera roll. This is really bad. I need to like. You're not so have valid much. for that. I need to not have as much shit in here. I need to go through my camera roll and half delete. of it is Little Mermaid shit posting. Oh my god. That's valid go. though. Yeah. No, it's like she's a lesbian, he's gay, and their thirty-three-year-old marriage will change the perception of love. <laughs> That's no, didn't that, No, that is them. Like, <laughs> well, I think the armor is an asexual lesbian i think her and Bo, they were they were looking at each other you can't see the eye contact but you can exes. see it with their helmets they're exes i think there's going to be like tension between specifically the two of them i have a feeling the armor is going to have like a bigger role this season because she's been kind of just like this little figure that we've seen like doing some badass things throughout and then also like shaming din for doing stuff because well, they got rid of they got rid of Cara dune and they're like oh wait hold on let's bring this other female character that's just kind of been there and actually give her yeah. something <laughs> Yeah. Which is valid. Like, because I, I want to know more about her, specifically. I'm very intrigued by her. And not just because she sounds pretty and cool, but, all, but like, she doesn't have, like, that much dialogue. So I'm like, I, like, I, we know that she, like, creates weapons and stuff. Like, we love that. We, we love a girl boss queen who can make things. Um, but we don't really see, like more depth to her character and i'm curious to see how bo katan's presence might like stir things up because she's quite literally against the children of the watch she's like this is a cult you shattered our people like blah, blah, blah. so i'm i'm so intrigued to see we like, love <laughs> lesbian sexual tension that's what i'm saying i don't know if disney doesn't know it but they're doing it for us <laughs> We're, we're gonna keep it a secret though because if they find out that it's actual lesbian sexual tension they're gonna get rid of it yeah <laughs> they'll kill them all we can't tell we can't tell we can't let them know or else they'll tell the church exactly um that's not even like what our first thing that i have written down is i just really needed to talk about the armor um and John knows nothing. Yes. Just like Jon Snow. Yes, and I thought that was really clever of me. He is a Jon Snow Kinney because he doesn't seem to know anything. <laughs> Example one. I don't even think I wrote this down. No, I didn't. He literally says to Luke Skywalker as he's, like, bodying all these, like, droids. And he's like, are you a Jedi? And Luke's looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking Remember about? Remember when he saw a magical rock? at a Jedi temple, and he tried to see if there was a little switch to turn it on! <laughs> Din! He, he is... He, he is the epitome of... I don't do any research on Google. 
I just ask questions and expect other people to give me the He's answers. A just a full-on bimbo. <laughs> he, he, he literally knows- he, he doesn't know- well, I- okay, he doesn't know anything about the Jedi, because he's, like, asking the armor all these questions about it, but when I was re- I was slowly starting to rewatch The Mandalorian, I didn't finish my rewatch before season three came out, but I literally- he, he literally says, May the Force be with you, is season two, episode one. He hasn't met Ahsoka yet. Bans is just like, I heard this once, but I'm gonna just see how it goes. <laughs> he, 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 has, he knows nothing about the Force. He has no understanding. He has no belief in what the Force does, so I'm like, bestie. But his little, his little frog son will then just <laughs> shove himself in, like, circles. He's respecting Grogu's religion. Yeah. He's an accepting dad. Um, yeah, I also put, he doesn't know any, he doesn't know that he's a part of a religious cult but because he's like well these are the people that saved me so like valid like these are the people that took me in that you know gave me a home that taught me how to like literally navigate throughout the galaxy after my family was killed so i get that when bo's like that's a cult he's like what are you talking about to be fair <laughs> that is how people in cults are though yes they don't know they're 100%. in a cult until they leave said cult I'm, I'm and it's thinking, so easy to yeah. join cults because they're just like here you're like Here's some stuff. They're like, oh, cool. And then they just accidentally join a cult. That's how cults work. <laughs> and, like, there are cults that, like, you don't, they don't seem like a stereotypical cult, but then you come out of it and you're like, no, like, that's pretty, like, cult-like. Yeah. If you're an ex-evangelical, <laughs> which is both of us, <laughs> you can relate. So maybe we're Dinkinnies. Perhaps. Um, he doesn't know anything about the Darksaber, but that's not his fault. No. I, but I still put that in there because I still thought right, so it was Do funny. we know anything about the Darksaber? We know a little bit. Do we know the history of Andalore? No, because Dave Filoni just doesn't... They're like, they'll just drop names and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what this means. And then the more they drop, the more confusing the history of Mandalore is. And I'm just like, Dave, sir, a little clarity, please. Yeah, I... I kind of want them to do, like, an episode or something with, like, you know, no, like, it's like a history 101 of Mandalore. I don't care, like, I don't need Din for that episode because he hijacked Book of Boba Fett, so I think it's fine if someone else hijacks his show, but I think we need to learn more about it. We get, like, I think we learn more about it more in Rebels than we do in the Clone Wars, personally. No, like yeah, rebels. we learned more in Rebels. Like, the Trials of the Darksaber, yeah. we learned more about Mandalore history than we did the entire time of Clone Wars. And I'm like, Clone Wars, what are you doing? Sir! You were on Mandalore! Like, I actually see Mandalore, you were but there. more in Rebels! You were there so- They were there so many times. <laughs> and it's just Obi-Wan and Satine, like, <laughs> giving remarks to each other all the time. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Because it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Bo-Katan does deserve to be a little angry. Homegirl lost everything, literally. But she's still sexy while doing it, though. So I'll give her that. But yeah, like, you know, her sister got murked. Her entire planet's been destroyed, like, several times. <laughs> And then now she just watched her house get bombed. That's what I'm. She got 
she got nothing going for her. She deserves to have her, not like villain arc, but her little like revenge arc. Yeah, female rage arc. Yeah. Because like, she got nothing at this point. And now she's just following a himbo and his little green son, <laughs> hoping for the best. Like, she literally has been wanting to get the Darksaber back for so long, and then fucking- And she knows how to use it, and did still, like, can't lift it, and she's just like, let me go save your ass, and just wields it perfectly, and I'm like, Din, Din sir, Din got- just give her the- just give her the laser sword. She like- won't take it, because Din wa- Din got it on accident. Just- <laughs> Like, dueling Moff Gideon, which, like, good for him. He won it fair and square. But I, but I, I remember watching that, and Bo looked so fucking mad, and I was like- She's just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And he's like, oh yeah, here you go. And she's like, that's not how it She's like, that's not how it works. Another thing didn't, doesn't know. Of course, everything, everyone's just like, but in Rebels, I'm like, but here's the thing, though. Sabine didn't win it. She found it. Yeah. Just chilling on Dathomir and took it with her. So she didn't fight anyone to get it. So her giving it to Bo is different than Din just giving it to Bo because yeah. Din rightfully won it. Sabine just found it. There's yeah. a difference. And so, honestly, I don't think Sabine would have been a, a great leader. And I don't. And I know she yeah. didn't want that. Like everyone was like, "Well, this is a this is a big like." responsibility she's like i don't fucking want this responsibility she's like she's like guys i literally just want to like mend the wrongs that i did with my family and i did that i literally don't care i I, here bo take it i don't care and then bo lost it (laughs) poor bo she's really going through it she is but her wig looks better in season three yeah at least she got a good hairstylist now so she would be going through like a midlife crisis but she got good hair going for her i like i don't i have a question and i don't because i don't remember what happened to her like like little mando entourage like what happened to those they left her because in episode one she mentioned how like when she lost the dark saber and didn't have it they all kind of just dipped okay yeah i'm well i kind of just okay I, did, I kind of, like, I was like, They oh, weren't whatever. true besties. They weren't true besties. That's what they were. They just were like, actually, no, bye. I hope they come back, because they were kind of like, I want to I know about every single Mandalorian <laughs> ever. Like, I want to know their story. I want to know, like, what they're, even if even if they left Bo, I want to know, what are they doing now? Because well, I know she said, like, what they're doing, they're just doing what they can. Hey, Axe Wolves, Axe Wolves is gonna be in celebration. Maybe we'll find out where Axe Wolves is. <laughs> go, go ask. Justice, justice for Axe Wolves. <laughs> just quick, quick go meet Axe and be like, where hey. Where'd you go? Sir, where'd you go? Why'd you, why did you leave the lesbian queen by herself? Homophobic. Bo really has no friends, no family. Except for, except for a himbo and his frog son. She had no no friends, no family, no bitches, just Din and Grogu, and now the fucking armor. I would lose my and, shit. And it's literally just, okay, because like everyone's like, she joined like, Death Watch, like, that's so out of character. I'm like, guys, she has nowhere to go. And Din's like, this is the one place we can be safe. For I know for a fact. She only did that because she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I don't think she actually joined it, meaning mm-hmm. she's going to leave as soon as, like, she has somewhere else to go. But because, again, she just lost her home and the little support she had, 
sure, I'll follow Din, who's, like, one person in the galaxy that actually kind of likes me and his little weird froggy son to this little place with Mandalorians, and maybe, maybe get a little Mandalorian army going to help my cause a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I don't think she officially joined Death Watch again because she knows what they are, and she doesn't agree with their values, but she's doing what she can to survive. So, no, her joining was not out of character. Yeah. That's my case. <laughs> I, I was, when I was watching that scene in the recent episode, I was kind of, like... <laughs> It felt very rehearsed on Bo's, like, as in, like, Din's, like, while they're flying there, was like, okay, here's what we're gonna do, this is what you're gonna say, like, this is the only way you're gonna be accepted yeah. to stay here, and she's like, alright, fine, I have nothing else to do. She's like, whatever, I, I, I'm bored. Okay, I'm good. I don't have anything else going on. Yep. I, we need to get Claire on here to talk about <laughs> Bo. Hell yeah. We do. I wanted yeah. to, I was thinking, I'm like... Who could we ask to come on the podcast? I need. I was starting to mentally like think about different people. I'm like, has specific types of episodes. Like, I want to do a Jedi Fallen Order episode so bad. I know. I know several people that can come on for that one. And you need to do a High Republic one, which I. I am not going to be helpful. I want to do a Chiss one. And I know many. <laughs> I would be I would be semi helpful. I've read the first trilogy. I haven't read the Ascendancy trilogy, but I'll be half helpful. That's valid though. I I've, I've literally only read one High Republic book. I have some sitting on my bookshelf, but the next book I'll be reading after I finish Death Note manga is Jedi Battle Scars because I have to. Yeah. Because Sapphic Marin is important to me, and there are Trilla mentions. And I, who am I but a simple Trilla stan who will take any crumb she can get? That's me with OG. That's so real. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. Um, you might get a chance to lick Kelsa's OG mask if you go to. So I'm trying to convince Tommy Stella to lick my Ochi mask for his segment on TikTok. Charles Soul. I need your assistant to lick my Ochi mask at celebration. If you can accomplish that, I you know, I will be like, I don't know. I'll give you some sort of like prize. That'll be that's my connection to Charles Soul. Is the <laughs> fact that one he made me cry reading Light of the Jedi, but also I got his assistant to lick my mask. <laughs> I you no really. I hope you do do TikTok of like people licking your mask, but also, I would bring a disinfectant wipe or two. <laughs> I would. I am a germaphobe, though, so I always think of, like, whenever I touch anything, I'm like, who touched this? I need to, like, clean my hands. Anyways, we don't, we don't need to Becca to go into her undiagnosed OCD rant. I'm gonna talk about Cara Dune, and you may be like, why? Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Um, we don't support transphobes on this podcast. No. Um, I wanted to, like, first mention, I have this in the notes, that she has so much potential in season one. Like, I, I enjoyed her character a lot in season one. And then I remember in season two, especially in, like, the last episode, she was so fucking annoying the last episode. I think she- No, she was. She was it so was out of like... her element with, like, she was with Bo and Fennec <laughs> She was with a bunch of hot women, That's what I'm and saying. then realized she couldn't stand on her own two feet, and I'm like, something's off here, but they're all of them were lesbians, so there's yeah. that. It was Din it, and his lesbian 
like army to go save his son which is so mlm of him but yeah no because like she had so much potential going in because she was like literally an alderaan survivor which is so rare obviously yeah only seeing glimpses of like alderaan survivors and like the books like there's like a one chapter about it in aftermath where they kind of follow some alderaan survivors and obviously there's leia but like to have someone who's literally lost everything including their planet so they have nowhere to go that would have yeah. been such an interesting story arc yeah but one john favreau can't write women and two gina carano just can't act so she can't i she can't she yeah can't. The... But it's okay, because we lost one buff woman to get a buff lesbian. So, in, really, we won. (laughs) We won. Yeah, like, I'm, like, Gina Carano, like, (sighs) she, every time I see her name or her face, I get really, like, like, you have to add a trigger warning. Trigger warning Gina Carano, because... It's I okay. love. She blocked I, me on Twitter, so she didn't block I me because I blocked She's her. Blocked me. I blocked her first, so she doesn't. <laughs> so she can't like see my shit talking. But I also like like star out her like name because I don't want her like fans to come from my throat because they sometimes they do. Like I see them doing that. Like they're trying and they're not succeeding. Like she has a small little corner of the Star Wars fandom that's still rooting for her, and I'm like. <laughs> No, it's so funny. And I'm like, guys, you're also, like, by rooting for her, you're also supporting Ben Shapiro. And we all know how you are as a person. You're supporting yeah. the Daily Wire. Yeah. Like, and, like, her, one of her movies making $30. Was it $30? No. Or was it 100 No, I think it was 300 I think, yeah, because she had a movie released recently and only made, like, $300 in theaters or something. And I'm like, oh that's embarrassing. That's bad. That's embarrassing. That's bad. And I, for- I saw Cocaine Bear, and that's bad. No, Cocaine Bear it's, is so good. No, it's... No, I it's didn't... Bear. It's so stupid. No! I it's, did... It's a bear on Cocaine. No, what are you expecting? It's I like her. Cinema. I like Cocaine Bear. She is everything. The fa- When they said that she is... Oh... Girl, I was like, oh, Women's History that's Month. Good for <laughs> Good for Cocaine Bear. And... Her cubs were also <laughs> cocaine bear spoilers. <laughs> her cubs were also losing their minds on cocaine. But I was like, I was watching this movie, and I'm like, the whoever like whoever wrote this movie had to have been on cocaine themselves. No, it's write. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is just a funky person, she and I is. love her. I. That movie that was something. But it was based roughly loosely on a true story, though. But yeah. <laughs> Cocaine Bear is the icon of Women's History Month. You can't change my mind. Cocaine Bear did better than Gina Carano, and that's what matters. Exactly. Exactly. Cocaine Bear is more of an icon culturally and to pop culture than <laughs> Gina Carano ever was. <laughs> that's so real. I support uh, Cocaine Bear. She did nothing wrong. She, you know, she really didn't because she. <laughs> it's not her fault that they decided to throw cocaine out of an airplane and she found it. Exactly. I support all she's of her a, She's an animal. Like. I'm on Cocaine Bear's side. Yeah, I am too. I, I still think the movie, the, it, I, okay, I do, I have very high opinions about comedy movies. I'm very picky about what comedy movies I'll watch, but I was like, I really want to see Cocaine Bear. I don't know why. 
I just really want to see it. It has Han Solo in it. Huh? Alden. Young Han Solo. Wait, what? I didn't even recognize him. Who did he play? What are the, he's the one that's just like, the bear is on fucking cocaine. Wait. How did I not fucking recognize Why did you not? That's the reason a bunch of Star Wars Twitter went to go that's see it. That's not the reason I went to see it. <laughs> I didn't even recognize Okay, to be fair, I've only seen Solo once. I need to watch it again. I want to. Also, if you're going to Celebration, go to the Solo panel that yes. my friends are all hosting. That's gonna be lit. Yeah. Kels, if you know- Because there's other- I know there's other panels. The Look. Star Wars English class. Oh my god, that's him. Han he Solo looks- was... That looks nothing like him in Solo. He does not look like that in Plus, Solo. it's Roken from Kenobi. Huh? Yeah. I don't recognize these people. <laughs> Listen, I have brain fog. See, it's it's the guy from Kenobi I was convinced was gonna be Quinlan Vos. Wait, because he was the only black person, and then Han Solo. What the fuck? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I'm a really fake Star Wars fan. Um, Jeez. I don't want any of the like. Lord, people to listen to this podcast. They're gonna I be like. Just, I will just send my friend Hayden after you. <laughs> Emily will listen to this and be like, "Fake solo. What? Watch solo again. That's a good movie. I need to watch. I need to watch it again. Especially because it's the five year anniversary this year. That's true. I because so. I, I want to. My mom has been slowly watching the Star Wars movies. She has to watch, um, Return of the Jedi. So original movie and then all of the Woo-hoo. sequels and I really Wait, so she's she's watched the prequels but not Return of the Jedi? Yes. Interesting. Okay, it's the watch order that I watched the movies uh, in. So I wanted her okay. to watch it no, the same way. Okay, I need you to shout out Wedge and Tilly's every time he's on screen when she watches Return of the Jedi. <laughs> that's when that's when he has a full minute. Like, Mom. That's when the wedge Luke hug happens. Mom, that's wedge. Wedge. She's like, she'll be like, who the fuck is wedge? It's wedge. Like she's she's not gonna rem- she doesn't re- she probably doesn't remember anything that happened in the prequel movies. Like when I told her that Hayden was going to Fan Expo Philly, I'm like, that's Darth fucking Vader. That's Anakin Skywalker. She's like, okay. I'm like, Mom. Oh my god. I I would say. When he and was, I get to meet him. I, I might, like, I might, but yeah. I'm, when you meet him, you just you know. When you meet him, the little nugget I've learned is that his ex-wife came out recently and said that the first time she ever orgasmed oh no. by penetration <laughs> with Seth Rogen, which means in the ten-year relationship that resulted in a child, Hayden could not make her come, and that's so fucking funny. <laughs> I... I say this as a Hayden girly. It's so funny. It, it is. Kind of, I was reading that. Um, I think on private Twitter, on private Star Wars Twitter, <laughs> and I was like, "There's no fucking way." This is, but I'm like, poor Hayden. Some people, are like, some people are trying to find him like, guys, he's a white man. Yeah. How many straight white men do you know that can do that? Are we surprised? No. Is it still funny as fuck? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do I love him any less? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, 
I, I'm torn because I really want to meet Katie so bad. I'm like, the more that I watch The Mandalorian and, because I found she has a TikTok too. I was like, oh my God. So I've, I've been like, just, I will keep going back and watching her TikToks and I'm going insane. Mm. So Hayden, I, I am a simple lesbian. It's fine. I'll be the lesbian that meets Hayden. I might meet him. You never know. Maybe it's very um, it's very on brand for me though. I'm excited for you. To, are you getting an autograph or? I'm getting a picture with Hayden, and then for and then I'm meeting Gwendolyn Christie. <gasps> I cry. Yes. I'm gonna yes. need my friend to hold me up when we meet her. Oh my so god. We're gonna get a photo op with her. She's gonna tower over me. Oh, and I'm then so I ex- have. And then I have a photo op and an autograph signing with Dennis Lawson. And oh my I'm gonna- god. <laughs> you're you're meeting like top tier people. I'm gonna cry over this 75-year-old man. I I need people to record your reactions to everything. Because <laughs> I'm I generally want to see your reactions to everything. I cannot be there, so I need someone to like just every single moment. When you come out of that photo I op. Might- I might die. I, I might come out of that photo op and just collapse to the ground as someone needs to perform CPR. No, that's a, that's a valid reaction. When I used to be a Supernatural fan and I was crazy about Jared Padalecki, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Jared Padalecki stand anymore, everyone, just so you know. I After my photo ops, like, especially my fir- first ever photo op with him, I came out, I, like, could be- I collapsed to the floor and I was, like, scream crying. Like, I was, <laughs> I was fucking insane. Tell me, I am definitely mentally ill. <laughs> Um, but everyone was crying. <laughs> everyone. After all their photo ops, they were all crying. I remember after my autograph with him, I, like, my mom was literally walking into the convention center to pick me up, and I'm shaking, and the tears are just streaming down my face, and my mom's like, are, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just having a panic attack. It's fine. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love conventions. I love hearing people's convention stories. I was a huge convention girly, so I'm so, I love living through people. And their experiences, so I'm very excited. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're you're next. It's your oh. turn. We we Girl, keep going yeah. off. We keep going we off script, but it's fine. This is very us, though. Anyway, Grogu, in his decision, this is what I have to be. Okay, here's the thing. Oh, oh, that's what you meant for Calcast is funny. I think that Calcast is saving him, and I was like, that's not, that's not, no, but, like, Calcast is being the one to find, find Grogu at the end of season two, but it was Luke. While, like, Calcast's would have been cool, Luke Skywalker was the most Dave Filoni choice, though. Yeah. Plus, like, of the wider audience, most people in the Star Wars fandom don't know who Calcastus is. Because, yeah. like, I understand, because, like, when it comes to, like, Glub Shadows, it's always really interesting, because, like, I remember when Marin was in the Glub Shadow poll, everyone was freaking out, like, she's not a Glub Shadow, she's, like, a main character, but I'm, like, if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, which a good majority of the fandom has, you do not know who Marin is. Yeah. Like, I don't know who Marin is, I only know about her because my mutuals have talked about her. I still don't know anything about her, so to me... All I know is she's a night sister, and she may or may not be in a relationship with a cow. That's it. That's all I know. And, like, she would, you would consider her a glup shadow. Like, honestly, Wedge Antilles is a borderline glup shadow, meaning he's in enough things where enough people know about him that he really isn't. He's kind of what Boba Fett used to be. <laughs> like, Boba Fett yeah. when the original trilogy was coming out. Yeah. Because he had, like, when you think about it, 
in the in the live action movies, Wedge in total ha is in like four movies, but he only has a total of a minute and forty five seconds of screen time across four movies. And then in yeah. Rebels, he has a couple like little appearances where he's a main character, but also kind of not really. And it's only like three episodes. And like he has a bunch of appearances in books and comics, but like to the broader audience, people don't still don't know who he is. Yeah. And like you can tell that because his odd it buying his um um because buying his photo ops and stuff, he's the he's like Dennis Lawson was the cheapest photo op to buy. Which just shows well, I mean one, he just what didn't want to like overcharge or whatever, but also like just shows that not enough people know who Wedge is. Like when I was talking about Wedge's movies, my parents were like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, My dad's like a lifelong Star yeah. Wars fan. And so it's really weird talking about love shows. People will be like, But they're in too many much stuff. I'm like, but a broader audience doesn't know who they are. Yeah. Anyway, that's my Globe Show rant. No, it's a valid rant. Cal Cassis is essentially is technically a club show if you think about it. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's kind of also with High Republic. Yeah. Avar, Avar, Elzar, and Stellan. In the grand scheme of things, of the man grand Star Wars fandom, they are considered club shadows. Because unless you've read High Republic, which while we feel big, we're still a little kind of small part of the Star Wars fandom. We're loud, but we're small. Like, you don't, if you have never read High Republic, you don't know who the fuck they are. Now, in the regards of the High Republic fandom, obviously they are not Glub Shadows, they are main characters. And, like, someone like some other person that's barely in the book and it has a little cameo is a Glub Shadow. But, like, there's levels of Glub Shadow. Yeah. People just are weird and annoying about it. Anyway, I, I'm very passionate about Glub Shadows and people being like, no. And I'm like, guys, you're just in a niche part of the fandom. Think broader for a little bit and you realize these all these people really are Glub Shadows. I remember the Marin poll and everyone was like, yeah. I'm like, I voted for her anyways. <laughs> but like, and even that, even people in Fall Order were like, even though she is kind of a main role, you don't see her like apparently at the end of the game. Yeah, she's like, she doesn't have like a big role until more closer to, like, middle to end of the game. Like, she's... It... People are annoying. Like, yeah. she she really doesn't have that many, like, cutscenes. And I always say, Trilla only has 13 minutes of cutscenes. And that breaks my heart. So if Trilla only has 13 minutes of cutscenes, then Marin probably has less. <laughs> yeah. Like, hands down. So everyone stop with the Marin Glupshido... Slander, I won't have it. It's like, guys, Glup Shadow just means if, like, casual viewers don't, like, like, what, like, one of my friends, Leah, one of my friends, Leah, like, she's like, if you can go to a con dressed as this character and people don't, and most people don't know who you are, you're a Glup Shadow. That is something Basically. Leah would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is something Leah <laughs> We need to have Leah back on the podcast. Yes! Anyway. There's my Glub Shadow rant. All because I put Cal Kestis. <laughs> All because Becca wanted Cal Kestis to pick up Grogu, but. Which, like, would be fun, Luke, but I do understand why. Yeah, narratively, Luke. Luke made sense because yeah. the broader audience would know who he is, plus, he is building a Jedi Academy, so it makes sense that he's trying to find jedi younglings around the galaxy to kind of build up his school because right now all he has is his five-year-old nephew and that's not enough to start off yeah with. and who knows so, cal Kestis might unfortunately be he might have might not be alive dead in yeah in new republic era we don't know he might not be and if he is i hope that 
Loki and Luke have a moment, or Luke at least, even if Cal ends up dying, I hope Luke finds out about Cal's existence, because Cal is, Jedi Fallen Order in general, like, in the events in Jedi Fallen Order, very near and dear to my heart. Like, I love it so much. It was, like, I watched The Mandalorian, and then I was starting to watch the movies, but then I, like, got Jedi Fallen Order before I was done catching up on all the shows and movies, and I was playing this game, and I'm like, I am in love with this story. So, everyone play Jedi Fallen Order. Um, Jedi Survivor's coming out, and I can't play it, because they don't have it for new Xboxes, so I'm gonna have to watch a playthrough. Or, yeah, but again, if you don't want to <laughs> play the game, watch a Fallen Order playthrough. Yes. Like me. I haven't watched the it's playthrough free. yet. It's free to do that. On YouTube. It's, if it's free, um, it's for you me. Could be, you could be like me and also just watch the Battlefront 2 playthrough like five times. That's valid. I <laughs> I have the- you're just reminding me that I have um I have the Star Wars Squadrons video game and I started playing it barely and I have not touched it since the first time I played it, which was like like a year ago, me. There is a wedge mention because you I can't have to... a pilot game without I need the wedge to... mention. I need to play it. No, like actually the funny play thing it. about Battlefront is I originally watched it because it was like the only on quote unquote on screen depiction of the Battle of Jakku, which we all know is like my moment of Star Wars that I'm insane about because like a lot of like th- like there's a lot of mediums kind of like meet up in the Battle of Jakku, like it's my Avengers Endgame, like. <laughs> So, so many valid. people are so many people are there, and I feel insane about it every time. But so I re- I watched the Battlefront Two campaign because I knew that there was a wedge mention and a thing Cairo mentioned and like all these kind of stuff. Got obsessed with Inferno Squad. I'm now known on Twitter for the Inferno you, Squad you girly. Are. You are. You are. <laughs> so like to the point where when they showed up in, ba- in like Bounty Hunter, everyone's like, "Cal's, you have to see. Look, it's them." And I'm like, "Oh, this is what I'm known for now. Great." <laughs> like, oh, because I wanted Battle of Jakku content. Anyway, go sh- watch or play Battlefront Two, and uh, Stan Idenversio and Del Nico. Fuck Gideon Hask. He knows what he did. I'm off topic again. Oh, that's valid. <laughs> It's fine. No, but honestly, I do like the Grogu shows Din eventually. I just wish that he kind of, it didn't happen in Book of Boba Fett. But that's a yeah. whole different conversation that we've had before. But, yeah. like, I like that he's back with Din. It would have been kind of cool to see Din kind of be, like, kind of develop on his own own without Grogu there for like maybe a season or like half a season but you know it's it's chill (laughs) yeah it it really irritated me that like those well it was two episodes in Book of Boba that were all about Din and Grogu pretty much and I was like why couldn't they just do two like special episodes for the Mandalorian like just throwing out these like bonus episodes and I don't know. Oh, look, just, like, randomly drop a special. Yeah. But instead, they, like, hijacked Boba Fett's show. And I'm like, I'm watching the book of Boba Fett to learn about Boba Fett and Fennec Shan. It, like, I, that's why I wanted to watch this show. Like, did I like that Boba Fett and Dan were fighting together and Grogu, like, like jumped into Din's arms? Yes, but. Yeah, the final episode with Din and Boba working together was really great and I did enjoy that. 
it just would I would have enjoyed it more if Din hadn't taken up two episodes before. It. Yeah, and I, I and I they did that because the Mandalorian is so like, and because uh, John Favreau said he got bored writing Boba Fett's story, and I'm like, John, then get someone else where, to write it. Exactly, that's where you get someone to help you write it. That doesn't mean you just take the character you're comfortable writing and just kind of insert them in for and then make two bonus Mandalorian episodes for no reason. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. I agree. Like, someone needs to get rid of these men. Just get, just not like in no a trim. bad way, but just like have them like take a break and put Maybe someone have new. some more diversity in the writer's room. Yeah. It's that there's diversity in the director's. Just let's take it one step further and diversify the writing room. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Um, I also liked that Grogu chose Din and stuff. Like, choosing to be, like, with his... Who he sees as his family instead of being... Like, but he still uses the Force... It's kind of, he's almost, I mean, you haven't really read Hard Public, but he almost kind of gives off the vibes of, like, a Wayseeker, where, like, they're Jedi, but they kind of, like, don't really kind of follow the order, just kind of go off and Mm -hmm. go follow the Force, if anything. So, like, almost kind of like Qui-Gon Jinn, if Qui-Gon Jinn just kind of left the order. Yeah. But, honestly, I feel like if he he hadn't died, he might have. Yeah. That's a really interesting concept. Because it's always really funny how people, like, kind of be like, well, it would have been different if Qui-Gon, like, trained Anakin, but I'm also just like, I would not be surprised if Qui-Gon would have followed Dooku, though, because he really admired Dooku. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation in Rabbit Show. We don't need to go down right now. This is Mandalorian. Well, I've... <laughs> wait, wait, before we go back, have you read Padawan? <laughs> not yet. <gasps> that an- that answers some of those questions because obi-wan has those exact questions i will but i'm also really salty that i got a bunch of it spoiled for me before the book came out so i'm a salty bitch so i just haven't read it out of spite i will eventually i know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) i I know what you're talking about yeah so because i'm a salty bitch i just won't read it until like probably after it's been out for a year and the anger simmered down anyway that's valid back to yes and grogu um What was my original? No, like, because, yeah, he definitely kind of feels like a wayseeker in that kind of way. Where it's like he doesn't want to do the traditional Jedi thing. But, like, he kind of, he wants to follow his dad. But he definitely will, like, kind of enhance his abilities. Because, like, even, like, Bo was like, you must be really, like, strong in the Force and talented. Because you were able to, like, come find me while your dad was in peril. Like, Grogu, I mean, the droid helped. But... Grogu went and got Bo himself, and he's, like, a baby. And so, like, he's realizing, he's like, okay, I, I see what Luke's trying to do, but that's not for me. I'm gonna go be a little Wayseeker and go be a little Mando Jedi like my dad. And be funky cool. And that definitely makes the most sense for his character. But, yeah. But do we ever think about how, like, Din it is gonna be, like, a small... He's gonna be a part of Grogu's life for a very... In it's short it's amount so, of time. It's so sad. So, like, how- I've always thought about, like, if Grogu survives all of this, like, because, like, Did's First Order, like, if he's alive, what's he doing during that, when that shit's going down? I I have so many thoughts about that. Yeah. So many concerns. 
And it's just like because he's not a part of the Jedi Order, is he just chilling with Din? Because at that point, if Din's still alive at that point, he's definitely an old man. So he's caring for his dad at that point. Like, you know. Yeah, it's... I Hopefully they, like, hopefully they will probably answer those questions. They probably will because they're definitely using Mandalorian to, like, connect the sequel trilogy to the originals to kind of shit mm-hmm. on fanboys. Like, no, we aren't. Like, we are not retconning the sequels. They're always going to be there. In fact, we're going to create bridges between them so mm-hmm. there's a little more connect. Yeah. Like, the Clone Wars did with um, the prequels and the originals, sort of. Not, mm, kind of. The prequels and then, like, Rebels and that kind of stuff. So, basically, Mando's doing what Resistance was originally going to do before they canceled it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Resistance deserve like... I will I still say haven't, I still haven't watched it yet, but I'm meaning to. I will but say, yeah. Season I really like season two a lot of Resistance. It's, I do think Resistance' its downfall is that it started coming out before the sequel trilogy was done. If they mm-hmm. had like waited to start releasing it, it probably wouldn't have gotten canceled after like two seasons. Yeah, it it gets a lot of unnecessary hate, and it's always from people who probably haven't seen it yeah and like even if it's your least favorite that's fine but it's not a bad it's not a bad show. yeah um all righty i <laughs> i have this little like headline which i thought was really <laughs> neat and i was thinking what would happen if din had a tiktok channel and i think it would be like a parent like like one of those like parent channels and i the title is din's single parent tiktok channel which i think he i think he would do that um i don't think he'd be a recipe girly i mean he might show he might talk he would just he would just post chaotic videos of grogu and be like is this normal or or he'd show up like he'd show off his weapons like this is this is the dark this saber. This is the dark saber. I don't, and then we'll just cut himself while he's filming. Like he's giving t- tips and tricks on how to ra- like how to raise this gr- this like green frog thing. Like <laughs> he, mi- he might eat a frog lady's offspring. He might be. He literally canonically murdered do? babies. No. <laughs> like actually. What do I do if my child um, decides to eat this frog woman's? offspring and plus it really likes to just cuddle and zelens against their will and try to suffocate them not because he wants to kill them because he wants to cuddle them but he doesn't understand the difference between the cuddles and murder yet grogu he's still, he's still developing his brain grogu should be what conservatives are actually worried about <laughs> grogu will come for your children that's what i'm saying Every- He's the one you should be looking out for. Well, he- I also have quotations. <laughs> fuck those kids and fuck you too, because that's literally what- That is Grogu's motto. Fuck them He kids said, I will kill you your offspring. I don't care. I'm hungry. I'm a menace. And you know what? Grogu, he- He's a menace to society, and I think it's time he accepts him. it. I love him. I, I love him, too. I, I'm scared for him to actually talk, though. I feel like he's gonna sound strange. Like, I really don't want to hear how he sounds. Yaddle- hearing how Yaddle sounds yeah. was a surprise, but a welcomed one. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was grateful. I'm like, so Yoda's just a freak. <laughs> no, I feel like he's gonna, because he's, like, lived with Din for so long now, he's just gonna start making sentences like Din. I also oh, yeah. do find it funny when they're traveling the galaxy, Din's like, okay, this is what Mandalorian took to do. This is navigation. Here we go. And Grogu's just like, I'm literally a toddler. <laughs> like, what are you... <laughs> Dad, I'm not taking in any of this because I am baby. <laughs> Brain not computing. <laughs> that is that thing that is how Grogu's brain works. I want to know like what's going on. Like Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka got to know. I want to know like I want to know what Grogu's thinking all the time. Always. I want to know. I do think Din is very jealous that Ahsoka was able to mind meld with oh, him and understand sure. stuff. I'd be so pissed. Meanwhile, he's just trying his best and like navigation and da da da. And Grogu's just like. <laughs> Grogu, there, there's so many things, like, he is so much, for a character that can't talk, he has a lot of, like, things that people can talk about, like, things that he does, like, he, cause he's just always getting into trouble, he's always doing yeah. something that he shouldn't be doing, like, first of all, cause I wrote this down, can't fix your ship, have your small child do it. <laughs> Did. Parent 101, do not have an infant near wires. <laughs> He's trying his best. No, but it's one of the ways where, like, some people are trying to say that, like, the puppet only worked when Grogu wasn't doing a lot, and now it's weird, but I, would, I will take the puppet over CGI. The puppet looks so cute, mm -hmm. and it looks so real, because it is real. Like, I don't care if, like, when he jumps, he looks funky. It's Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. is funky. Okay? Like, the transitions. The, the transitions yeah, are funky. It has PowerPoint transitions. I don't care. I want to see this puppet move around and have Pedro be able to carry around a real puppet, then have him just pretend that something's there. Yeah. Like, and plus, Star Wars has used puppets since the original trilogy. Yoda was a puppet mm -hmm. originally. Like, it makes the most sense that Grogu is a puppet. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> I have no qualms with that. I agree. Um, was it, what else was I going to say? What else? I just, my other little, like, thing was Grogu just gets into trouble all the time, which I already said. But, like... Example, I have two examples. The gross white spiders he decided to eat because he's always <laughs> fucking hungry. And, and him going to school and just stealing his kids a kid's snack. snack. Like, the kid said, no, you can't have my food. I don't want to share with and you. And he's like, fuck it. And I Grogu's like, fuck your boundaries. Grogu's <laughs> toxic. Grogu is toxic. He does not respect boundaries. Din needs to teach his child boundaries. <laughs> he does. Din. I'm like, Din, navigation's important, but teach your kid boundaries first. They don't teach Mandalorians boundaries. <laughs> so Din, Din doesn't know how to teach him. Get <laughs> my thing up. <laughs> Are you good? I'm do doing you, great. Do you have it? Yes. Are you sure? I think so. Are we are we good? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, season three thoughts. We're, yeah, I mean, we shared a lot of season three thoughts, but like, we do have 
more specific stuff. Like I have, I already, we already pretty much talked about. Alien Kane Hunt. Hold on. <laughs> we will get there. We <laughs> Bessie Bogatet is first because she is the true star of the show. And I, the first thing I have is throne sitting, because I'm so glad that she joined the, like, slutty men sitting on their thrones, like Thrawn, Maul. Markeon Rao! Yeah, see, I don't know that much about him, so I trust, I trust. He sits on a throne. So, Bo-Katan joining that, like, lineage... That that's the true lineage. Everyone talks about like the Jedi Padawan lineage, no. but that's no, no, more no, important. No. The true lineage is is the Harrow Wedge Snap Po lineage, but that's also a whole that other that's thing. valid. Let's no. let's not talk about the Jedi lineages. Let's talk about what matters: pilots no, and the, sitting <laughs> subtly on the throne. throne. <laughs> like she she looks exactly. so depressed when she was sitting. The like she's. <laughs> she looks so All Andor needs to be peak show is someone sitting slowly on a throne. Yes. And then it has it all. And Palpatine is not going to be the one to do yeah. it. It's the one thing it's missing is someone sitting slowly in a chair. Like Cassian sit like a slut. I think Vader could possibly do it, but I don't know if how he can move in that seat. It would yeah. hurt. Probably. I think Cassian should just sit slowly somewhere and, and we'll just counts. Yeah, that, that'll be his like yeah. From season season two. That's all I need is him to look like a slut in a chair. Like Boba's like, she was like Not all stretched out. Boba's, like Boba's got it down. Um, dark saber. I just the in episode two watching her fight with the dark saber compared to seeing Din fight with the dark saber. Like she, I do think she's gonna end up with it though. Yeah, because they're like because Din's struggling so much and Bo's a natural. So Din's just gonna be like, okay, fight me, but I'ma like let you win. Also, Odysseus, why are you laying on my head? <laughs> it like when watching that fight scene, like her like just using it on that whatever that thing was that captured Din. I don't, I don't know what to call that. I'll ask Chaco maybe. He probably knows what that's called. Or element. They or fax guy. Literally any of any of them. Also, speaking of Facts Guy, <laughs> the epic Queer Ascendancy Facts Guy meetup is happening. <gasps> I'm so this, pissed! This boy is gonna follow me around in London. I'm pissed. Just, oh my god, I'm gonna, yeah, he's gonna be my little emotional sport straight man that just follows me around, but it's like, no, the, we're literally just the embodiment of like, <laughs> this is my friend, he's an ally. Shot Valentina. You need to do, You need to. You need to do that TikTok with him. I'm so pissed that <laughs> you're fucking meeting him. Like I we don't talk that much just because we're both well, Connor he's, failed. Connor can't go to celebration uh, anymore. We should all bully Connor. But me and Fax Guy, we got it. I I'm so fucking mad. I just <laughs> I'm just so mad that I can't go. I don't I'll have to pictures. Yes, please. I'm so mad. I we need to have him. We need to have Fax Guy back on. It's been it's been a while. A while, and I I want to like properly reconnect with him because he's been so busy with his life. I'm not busy. <laughs> I'm disabled and mentally him. ill. That's all. That's just bully him and then he'll respond. That's what I did. Yes, I haven't bullied him in a while. I haven't bullied him. Maybe I'll message- We can message the- We can rekindle the group chat. There you go. Because I'm gonna be- 
I'm counting on you to keep me informed on all the London happenings. Oh yeah, I won't. Even if you're not messaging me directly, I'm I'm expecting you posting everywhere all the time. <laughs> I will. I'm chronically online. I will post everywhere. It's so real. Me too. Because <laughs> I'm going to a convention. <gasps> How, Becca? You don't have money. You don't have a job. My mom paid for my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> we love we love supportive moms. And, and my friend's taking me. So, like, because I can't drive. I don't have my license. <laughs> when you're 24 and can't drive, but it's fine. <laughs> I have reasons. Exactly, you're disabled. Exactly. You Grogu's fifty and he can't drive. Yeah, jeez, what's his excuse? Nothing. Nothing. He's a bitch. That's what he is. <laughs> Grogu's bitch era. Um, anyways, um I also wanted to mention the fact that Bo Katan just saved Din like so many times already. And also her reaction to seeing the ruins on Mandalore and also now what we saw <laughs> In the newer episode with literally another place that she cares about being destroyed by the Empire. I'm like, is she ever going to get a break? Is she ever going to catch a break? No. No. And those are my only other thoughts because everything else we have already discussed. Din, um, this season, he's- Him sitting cross-legged with Babu Frick. Yes. Like a nice little gentleman. I love it. As a Babu Frick stand first, that was everything to me. I love that funky little man. I don't know what it is. I've been obsessed with that man since 2019. Like Star Wars Celebration London announcement, Babu Frick himself. Babu Frick will be there and I will cry. Because the last, <laughs> not the last Jedi, the Rise of Skywalker, while I have beef with that movie over very specific things, it gave me two very important things and that's Babu Frick and OG. Is like, the, you know what? is one of the reasons why you one of the issues you have with it snap? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have beef with that movie. Snap, Wexley. Kels has beef with the Rise of Skywalker, but not for what the dude like the dude bros no, have beef with it for like completely not different for reasons. Dude bro reasons for valid reasons. No, Kels's dude bro era. <laughs> but mine's valid though. Yours is valid. <laughs> <laughs> that wait what's the other reason uh finn being sidelined yes yeah yes oh also janna also rose being sidelined yes. and janna being a cool character but nothing really coming from it you know that kind of yeah. thing i yeah i feel we you know valid reasons to not like them we're gonna have to do a whole like we still need to do- I wanted to do episodes but, based on, like, the sequels, the prequels, the original, like, separate episodes for that. When we finally have the the brain cells to think about that and do that, we- I will be talking way. about Finn being sidelined. I will go on rants. I will write an essay. I will do a sermon. And I will say how Ochi being introduced in this- is so fucking funny because in the context of the Rise of Skywalker, all we see is he's this like ruthless Sith assassin. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this was a scary guy. Oh look, he died. But then we're like, wait, he's a species that like lives forever and can't really die. That's where the JJ Abrams killed him off. And then 
every other thing afterwards, the Vader comics and Shadow of the Sith, like, no, this is a fucking gremlin who is chaos incarnate. And the reason the sequels happened is because he got drunk at a bar and yelled his evil plan out for everyone to hear. That's how Lando find out about it. And then the reason he died, he (laughs) ran out of alcohol, so he decided to drink hyperdrive coolant. And proceeded to die of alcohol. Cool it, just eating his body alive. And it's so fucking funny. So now I watch Ride of Skywalker and I'm like, they're all like scared of him. And I'm like, <laughs> I, everyone needs to read Shadow of the Sith. I think it does a really good job at connecting the sequels. Like, it, yeah. it may, and plus you get to have a look into more about OG, which, like, they don't really tell you much about, and Ray's parents, which they also don't Ray- tell you that much uh, about. Ray's parents, no. Da- Dathan and Miramir, true club shadows. I would die for them. I love them. It's really hard to be an OG stan and a Dathan and Miramir <laughs> stan because he he kills them. But at the- I'm just like, they're so good. And baby Ray. Also, Lando and Luke being a little dynamic duo. I love them. Two little gay men yes. just getting shit done. <laughs> it's, it took, like, it took me so long to read the book because I kept stopping. I probably just need to reread it because, like, I forget, like, half the book. But I still very much appreciated how it, like, connected everything. And I'm like, people who don't connect, like, they only watch the movies and, like, The Mandalorian are missing out on such a wider universe and i know that some people can't buy the books because i know libraries i know but i really like like audiobooks would probably just easier for me to access but like i will not i the information will go in one ear and out the other because i listen to podcasts all the time and i like end up tuning them out and then i come back like i'll be listening to roof helps and all of a sudden they're like talking about like jar jar binks or something and i'm like I thought you were talking about the Bad Batch. How are you talking about that's this? That's very, that's very Rue Palps, Yes. Though. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> I remember, where were we? Where were no, we but also, we, read the Vader comics to have Ochi bully Vader. It's the funniest thing. So Thrawn bullies Vader. That'd and Ochi, also, so literally two of our faves. Just bully Vader. Bully Vader. Vader really doesn't get a he break. Was- Mans goes through it. Do I blame the guy for killing the Emperor? No. Emperor had it coming. He had Vader it coming. Reaches, Vader reached his breaking point. Yeah. I would push just the cherry on top. I would also kill the Emperor. I'm oh, yeah. you know, Vader I'm surprised Vader didn't kill Thrawn in alliances. Honestly, no, yeah. Same. No, but it's really funny how some people just haven't read the books or like, oh he did it for Luke. I'm like, that was part of it. But like Vader was just so pissed off at the Palpatine at that point. He's just like, might as well. You know what I think is really funny? I think in our last episode, we also talked about Vader getting bullied by Thrawn and Ochi. <laughs> we just keep coming. It keeps coming back to this one specific thing that we're both obsessed with. And that is Ochi and Thrawn. It has always come back to, like, certain things. Ochi and Thrawn. Ochi, Thrawn, <laughs> Bo-Katan, Wedge, Snap. Yeah. <laughs> um Ventress Yeah All of them all those Quinlan saved Grogu <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what, didn't, 
when you didn't you post a theory on our TikTok like many moons ago? Was it a wasn't it about like you think? Was, it was you, no. Was it, I think it was Boba. Did you say Boba or Quinlan? That was when no that that was when Book of Boba Fett was coming out. Where I was like, I think, because one of my friends mentioned it, and I was like, that's a good idea. And I kind of expanded on it a little bit, where, like, Boba Fett was the one that saved Grogu. Because that would have made sense as to why. Because back at the time, I was like, this makes sense. That's why we're going all these flashbacks to Grogu mm-hmm. in the Boba Fett show, is that Boba Fett saved him. Because Boba Fett's a clone. He would have been able to get in there easily, and the clones not shoot him, because he mm-hmm. looks like them. So they would be like, oh, well, you're just kind of here to do whatever. You're yeah. just some guy, some clone. And then you're, like, shorter, but, like, whatever. So no one would have bothered him. But, you know, that didn't happen. I'm so... It was a pretty good theory. It's a good theory. I'm so curious as to who saved... I want to know so badly. Like, it is so deeply important to me. I'm still... I'm still so set on Quillen because he got that Quillen name drop and nothing has come from it. And I'm just like... Yes. Star Wars keeps hinting at it because they're just like... Quinlan survived, and they start posting all these like random articles about Quinlan and making That's... it known that he survived Order sixty six. I'm like, and Obi Wan's like, Quinlan, Quinlan was here. I'm like, guys, gay. I need something to come out of this. Please tell me that Grogu that he saved Grogu. I just I need that because like, Grogu doesn't remember. His memory just goes blank. No, and it... so I'm just like. Just, 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 just tell me that Quinlan saved Grogu, and that's why he keeps getting name dropped in all these places, and why Star Wars keeps conveniently dropping articles about Quinlan Vos, like randomly. I'm bothered, but you know it's, it's fine. Valid. We need to know. <laughs> it's time. I, I really hope they answer that question this season. But like, with how this season's going, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah. I just, I want to, oh, I'm just, I just want to know why people keep name dropping him and dropping articles about him, but then not. They're and like, making it very obvious. They're edging us. That's it. They are. They, like, are y'all just doing this to name drop him because he sounds cool? Or are you going to do something with it? Yeah. Please do something. Um. All else, I'm going back because we always go on tangents. Um. Because we kind of talked about a lot of this already, but I will say that... Ilya! Din... Ilya! No. Hold on! No! Din falling in the living waters. Like, he's tell- he's talking this... Just talking this little oath, and all of a sudden he's falling. And then Bo has to save him, and then Bo sees the sword, and she's like, Hey, bestie, did you see anything down there? He's like, no. Why? No reason. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> People are like, no, he was dragged down. Like, no, man's just fell. He in. fell. Like, that is man's a din thing fell. to do. That is a din thing to do. He was not dragged down. He fell. Man's fell. And Grogu's like, Grogu's like, what are you doing? And I was like, but you just pulled down too fast. I'm like, you know how heavy that armor is? You drop. You know, at first, and at first, when he was like scooping up some of the water, I'm like, what the fuck is that going to prove? But then when I saw it go in the thing, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because at first, I was like, yeah, you can get like, water you can anywhere. Get anywhere. You can get, but then it made sense. I'm glad that they made it like they put that specific thing in there as to why that was important. Because I was at first, I was like, "Dan, you're so fucking dumb." <laughs> I thought he was just being. Ilya, okay. okay, yes. Ilya, okay. Go ahead. Ilya, okay. Ilya. Go ahead. You can take. You can start buff with this lesbian one. Played by a buff lesbian. We won. 
We got rid of Cara Dune, and now we got buff hot lesbian. Sapphics won! Is that... she's evil! <laughs> yeah, I was like... I was like, hold on this plane, this poor A man. lot of people have theory... Like, I saw two different theories that she's still, like, helping out Moff Gideon because she was on his ship. And I saw another theory that, like, what if she's, like, working with Thrawn? I'm like, I really... I don't think it's... I don't think it's Thrawn. I do think it's because she's working with Moff Gideon and Pershing was collateral damage. And so she kind of had to just get his mind wiped. And so all that. Like, I do think she's definitely... Because, like, we kind of... Obviously, back in season two, she was a minor character. So, like, it wasn't... Originally, wasn't going to turn into anything. Mm -hmm. But now they're like, okay, you were in enough scenes in season two that, like, this could turn into something. After... Especially because they lost Cara Dune, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um... So they're like, okay, now we can just have this minor character that was really only supposed to be a minor character and turn her into something. Which, true love I really liked <laughs> that episode a lot. A lot of people were saying, oh, oh this is a filler episode. I'm like, no, no it's like I'm really like, important guys, to the story. People don't understand. Like, I'm like, guys, Din was still in this episode. We saw him at the beginning and the end. This is literally building up the villain and the antagonist mm-hmm. side of the story, which is something that the Mandalorian really needed. Because while Moff Gideon is an interesting character, we don't know shit about him. Yeah. Because we never had enough time to focus on him, because John was spending so much time focusing on Din. So I'm like, because what make what makes a really good villain is making them compelling and giving them a good backstory mm-hmm. and giving them as much depth as you do like the protagonist. Yes. And that's what they seem to be doing this season, is giving the antagonist more of a backstory, so it makes the conflict so much more interesting when it comes to later on, so the payoff will be so much better. Because, like, watching Moth getting get arrested in season two, I was like, okay. Yeah, Alright. What? Like, great, hope, but, then, but, but then, I don't... But he, like, he's still a part of, like, season three, like, press stuff. Like, he's still... Yeah. So, so he's gonna I be in... Think... Which, yeah, so, like, so she got rid of Pershing. Mm-hmm. And, like, and it was, like, it was, like, because, like, she's definitely a main player in the whole thing. I do feel like her whole thing is to try and get Moff Gideon out of jail. If she just has to kind of work her way through it and not expose herself, because obviously they're in a kind of delicate condition because he's in jail and the New Republic's trying to still figure shit out. She's, like, okay. Who's the the scapegoat I can use? Ah, Pershing. Let's go. Like, (laughs) Pershing has a lot of valuable information in his brain. Yeah, and she's like, okay, I can make myself look like an ally to the Republic by, like, kind of exposing him, quote-unquote. Because, like, the one guy's like, you're doing great things for the Republic. She's like, yes, I am! (laughs) Y'all know for a fact she's playing him. And it's so sexy while doing it, by the way. Why would the- in the moment with the Mind Flayer- which, first of all, stupid fucking name. It was stupid in in Stranger Things and it's stupid in Star Wars. I don't care. I don't like it. I think it's a really dumb name, but with the mind player scene, with he where he has his crosshair moment, um, it li- it literally it was like cross. I saw people doing that parallel. I'm like, don't say that to me, <laughs> don't say that to me. But why would that guy, the one who's like overseeing it, like in that like you know room, leave her alone? What? Like, because they, I feel like shouldn't... they they trust her. I would they see, like. She's like, oh yeah, you're really good ass at one. Just shows how dumb the New Republic is. Like when I say I'm a I'm a fan of the New Republic, I'm a fan of the New Republic in like the aftermath sense. Like right after Return of the Jedi, New Republic 
that's my shit. Mm-hmm. I love that. But, like, five years later, New Republic? Nah. They yeah. all suck. It's like, they, they're putting, like, they're trying, but they're, it seems like they're still struggling to f- fix, like, these deep-rooted, like, political well, problems, too. Well, because, like, what, ha- well, yeah, because they're not realizing, oh, while the Empire had its faults, absolutely, having the overseeing government and control and, like, it was controlled chaos. So at least mm-hmm. there was order. But now that's completely gone. And they're realizing, oh, this is hard to, like, kind of reel everyone mm-hmm. back in and create a government structure that works after completely upending the structure beforehand. Not to go all Game of Thronesy, but it's kind of like when Danny took over Marine. And, like, mm-hmm. at first, it worked. But because she upended everything so quickly as she came in, it quickly fell apart because she couldn't hold it up together. Because everyone's like, well, I see what you're doing. We've been foc- We've been living this way for so long, we can't quickly transition. Yeah. But, like, if they had proper transition time and eased into it, it would have gone better for yeah. her. In the same reason where if they had eased into the whole, like, Rue Republic taking over instead of, like, upending everything... They're realizing now how chaotic it is, which is a bunch of what the Aftermath series is about, too. Because they're realizing, oh, we can't defeat the Empire in one day. And we also can't rebuild the whole Republic in one day. And just yeah. the absolute chaos. And they're like, oh, the Empire sucked. But it did have some order, though. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of that order came from, like... Tyranny and stuff. Yes, like their deep-rooted... Good threats which but but it's interesting that the new republic was the mind flare was using this basically an imperial thing like oh but we're only using it on the delicate settings i'm like then why wouldn't you fix it that it couldn't go higher that you still have the knob where it can go higher literally turns it higher and i'm like i'm like you should have fixed like they should have they shouldn't have used they were like we have to get rid of all this imperial technology but we're gonna use this (laughs) We're gonna I'm like, t- y'all, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't like that. Like, I s- understand what they're trying to do, but, like, I don't- Forcing a person yeah. to do that without their consent is not cool, New Republic. Um, I do- I think the Amnesty program is really interesting. I thought that was- it's what? interesting that they don't have names though, and they refer to yeah, they're ref- that was really like clones. They, yeah. Well, the clones, of course, I came up with their own names, but they still, in many circumstances, were referred to by their numbers. They well, weren't seen like, as the people. Clones, well, no, they weren't. That's the whole thing. Padme was fighting for them to get like citizenship because mm-hmm. they were considered lesser, which is something that Legends definitely explored a lot more. Which I wish Canon would explore a lot more than they have. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Which is something I kind of wish Bad Batch would explore mm. more slightly, but they haven't. But Bad Batch would have been the perfect opportunity to kind of explore yes. that. Uh, but, you know, whatever. You know Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> you know Bad Batch. You know Bad Batch. Bad Batch does what it does. And you can't expect. It does. I, I t- tend to try to not expect too much. Yeah. From the back. 
Okay, that's one reason why I was so excited about it, because I thought it was going to be, like, the canon version of, like, certain series yeah. and legends were, like, really were clone-heavy and kind of focused on the fact that the clones were lesser, and it would have been a really interesting jump point where, like, the clones after the Republic, when they were no longer needed, and, you know. We do get to see, like... Slightly, but not Yeah, really. but not, like, it's not... We more see it of, like, how the clones are treated in the Empire. They're still treated like, you know, they're lesser than non-clone humans and when you finally get to the outpost the outpost Kels the outpost that's all I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say the outpost it is the episode for me like it was really really good like obviously the Bad Batch has many issues many issues literally in our description of every episode now I put the whitewash the Bad Batch stuff in it so that everyone can, like, find out that information. Like, it has a lot of issues. I Making that known, I am not condoning those issues. I will say The Outpost was a very well-written episode, and it... Because I know you like Crosshair, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but it, like... I like him, but I hate him. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like him, but he makes me want to eat fiberglass, and not in a good way. <laughs> Did you say kill myself? Yeah. You know, that's valid. Crosshair has that effect on people. Um, anyways, I keep... Honestly, our tangents matter to us, and that's what matters. Anyways, focusing Taylor back... sexy, and because she's sexy, she can commit any crime she wants. And she's... Um, I also think her and Bo-Katan should make out. The acting... Like, her acting was very good. Just in general. Uh. That look, though, oh my god, when she just gave him the look and just, it, I was like, like, I saw, like, I was folding. I, I saw her folding. with her, I saw her with her haircut looking like that. I'm like, that's, that's a and lesbian if I've ever seen and one. And then knowing the actress is gay in real yeah. life, we won. We did. We won! <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious to see more about her character. And Same. I think, I think she's gonna be very interesting she's probably gonna be one of the best parts of the new season i am hoping that john and dave continue to write her well yes but like i don't have high hopes because they can't yeah i'm going in cautiously hopeful yes i you know (laughs) and i wanted to go back to the the thrawn theory just because i saw claudia mentioning this she noticed tie defenders in the Mandalorian, like, in this new season, and I was like, shut up. Uh, I'm like, I think I said something to Claudia, why would you say this? Why would you say this? Because, think about it, the the Seventh Fleet was taken away by the Purgle. They're, like, some of it might be destroyed, but, like, it's mostly intact. And we know that Thrawn is going to show up most, in the Ahsoka show, or it's pretty, we pretty much know this, like, we just know. It's, I don't, I'm gonna go on a tangent about live action Thrawn for just a minute. I'm, I talk. I tweeted this too on my stand Twitter. I talk a lot of shit on live action Thrawn, but I know once I see him, even if he looks bad, I'm gonna have to support him. I'm gonna have to like, like that's my. He is like he's everything to me. Like he is my favorite Star Wars character, and I will lose it in general. But like I'm so scared that. They're not gonna touch 
any of the canon material, like, any of that backstory, any of, like, the Ascendancy stuff, and I, it's really, you've seen Chiss Twitter talking about it, I know, just, like, half, because a lot of our mutual friends, or mutual mutuals, are constantly tweeting about Thrawn, I am one of those people, because he lives in my head rent-free, but... Some people are like, well, maybe we'll see Thrawn in The Mandalorian. I'm like, I fucking hope not. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want to see him in the Ahsoka show. I don't want to see him. I, I would rather not- I'd rather have Timothy Zahn just write a book about Thrawn and Ezra's adventures. He said he wanted to- I'm pretty sure he said he wanted to write something like that. I'm like, let's do that instead. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm done with my little tangent. <laughs> Is there anything else we wanted to say about, like... Elia Kane hot. Yes. I will say Bestie Pershing did seem like he wanted to actually, like, do good. Do- no, yeah, he did. It wasn't, like, it wasn't a front, like, hers. Like, you could tell <laughs> oh, that yeah, he like, genuinely... he actually wants to. And that, like, kind of makes me sad, though. Yeah, I really liked his- yeah, I liked his backstory with his mom. Yeah. And, like, how, like, that's why he went into what he does. And, like, the Empire took advantage of him. And he's aware of that. Which now makes sense as why he was so tentative in season one to kill Grogu. And was like, hey, take him. Yeah. Like, like the guy was having one of the people in the Empire. They didn't want to be there. But because they had no other choice, he just was there. And now that he's out of it, he wanted to do good. But then, you know, Elia just kind of jumped in there and ruined it for <laughs> him. But you know what? She was sexy while doing it. So, like, I don't care. Sorry, Pershing. You're just collateral damage for sexy lesbian women. I'm... Because I have a feeling he's not, like, going to be out of the yeah. show. Like, we're going to still see more of him. And while... And, like, with the new the newest episode, I was like, it's... This is so, like... Andor, like apart from the Din and Bo stuff, that wasn't but, like everything else. Just felt very Andor to me. Like it felt very political, especially when we were seeing the elite being like, like talking. I love when I love when Star Wars is politics. Yes, like that's, that's what I loved, I loved about Andor. So, that's why also one reason I love the prequels so much and Andor so much is the politics of it. And I think a lot of fans forget that Star Wars is very political, and. Just seeing, because, like, it happens in real life, like, facts, I made a video about it, talking about how, like, those elite people were talking about the Empire and the New Republic, they're like, I, I don't talk, I don't care, as long as I'm no, yeah. making money it, and do- It shows how the elite, especially on Coruscant, are just living in a such, a different plane of existence than everyone else, yeah. because they weren't directly impacted by the Empire. For them, no. they're just like, okay, this is just a government. Yeah, and then the First Order comes in, <laughs> and then it- destroys yeah. Coruscant. I was watching... I watched... What, what movie is that in? Force Awakens. No, no that was Haz, that was Hosni and Perrin. Was it? I thought... Cor- they just, no. Because that was where the, the New Republic headquarters, okay. if you read Aftermath, originally I read the New first Republic, one. Okay, well, in the, in the third one, they moved <laughs> it to... So originally, they're on Trandrilla for a while, because they... Because... Okay. But then she's like, okay, we should probably move the Republic somewhere else. Because they're like, they don't, we don't want to do Coruscant because that just has so much, like, beef. Because, like, you know, the Republic was there, mm-hmm. the Empire was there. Like, let's just go somewhere else. So they did Hoffman Prime. 
And that's okay. Where Wait, so were. Coruscant's and not dead? No, it's Hosni and Praxis. This whole time I've been thinking that Coruscant's been fucking dead? No, that was Hosni and Prime. I thought Coruscant... <laughs> Listen. Coruscant's still just Coruscant. I thought Coruscant like... was dead. No. I thought Coruscant They blew up Hosni and Prime. Listen. I have memory issues. Fake, fake sequels, Dan. I can't believe you're being ableist towards me. <laughs> fake. I have a bad memory. <laughs> okay. I remember enough, but not everything. Okay. <laughs> Listen, okay, well, Coruscant's not dead. Becca just found out. See, what's funny is that you've read Resistance Reborn and they talk about how Hosni and Pratt is the one that was blown up. I don't remember. That was the first Star Wars books I, book I have Which, ever read. Book. <laughs> there, it's, it's a sequel to Aftermath, Bloodline, Battlefront, and the Poe comics. It is not a good jump point. <laughs> it's the first Star Wars book because I, I saw it. In at, in Target, and I was like, oh my god, like, I just saw The Rise of Skywalker in theaters, like, I want to get this book. That was my thinking. And I'm like, mm. oh, like, I know all these, I know a lot of these characters, like, I- I'm sure you were confused as fuck reading it. <laughs> I what? I enjoyed it. Well, good. I, I like- enjoy it more once you read everything else, then you know the context of everyone in that book, but you know. So I was like, oh, this kind of, this is kind of bridging the gap a little bit between the movies and stuff, as to how they, like- it does do that. It just also bridges the gap between a bunch of other things Listen, that are not in the movies. Cows. <laughs> I remember things about Thrawn, and that's that's all. You, and Trilla, that's all you get from me. I will forget everything else. That's why I had to write all these little notes to remind myself what happened in the Mandalorian because I do not remember. Oh my god. I have, I have a very bad memory. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Kels is judging me. Yeah. I can tell. I can sense your energy and it's making me feel some type of way. Listen. That's just my lesbian rage. Thank you for clearing up that Coruscant wasn't obliterated by the First Order because that made me so mad. But- Hosnian Prime. I'm glad that it was you that told me and not a fucking dude bro because they would have been like- really mean about it. They are mean Both to me. Both of you to assume a dude boy would even know that, though. No, yeah, well. Some, some might. I'm glad it was you that told me and not, like, me being on, like, diet in the force, which is live, and then Chaco and Elmer are like, ah, actually, I would, I would literally leave. I would leave. I would not, I would be like, bye. You can finish, you can finish your episode without me. Anyways, Take it away, Kels. What am I? Oh, God. Questions from Twitter. Oh, these are from Leah, aka my bestie, who I am reuniting with in, like, two weeks. Um, anyway. Best Pelly moments? Any moment she's on screen. I like when she yells at Din about her. taking care of children. Yeah. That's the I best moment. I love it, like, when she just admitted she did it at Jawa. She's just chaos. And I love her. She's she's um, a pansexual say, icon. People who say that she's annoying just don't know how to have fun. She's a fun um, character. Exactly. Thoughts on Eli Kane? We are- she can fuck me anytime. <gasps> oh she my god! <laughs> I'm available. 
We don't have to tell Maggie. I'm available. Oh my You're god. Like, what any day. Let's go. Maggie, you did hear that. <laughs> um yeah, she's she, fine. She's already like fucking tech. It's fine. Um, that's that's valid. Tech, I get you. Yeah. That's so, valid. Um <laughs> Okay. This one is like this question's very much for me. Yes. Um how do you feel about the first on-screen portrayal of post-Empire Coruscant? And then in parentheses, Leo was like, this one's especially for Resident Aftermath brain Roddy. <laughs> when I tell you I lost my mind, I lost it because, like, literally, post-Return of the Jedi New Republic is, like, that year in between is, like, my little sweet spot. Like, I love the prequels and the, um, the prequels and the High Republic are, like, my main jams, but this is, like, my, my little sweet spot. I love it so much because, like, we have, um, Aftermath, which takes place in this era, which we, and so I, literally, the entire time I'm watching Elia and what Pershing's walk around Coruscant, I'm, like, but what's Nora doing right now? Is Sinjir on planet right now? Wait, are Sinjir and Mon doing something right now? Where are they? Where's Inferno Squad? What are they doing? I need to know what people are doing right now. And if they're on planet, like, I was just going and saying, and then, and then, fucking Elia mentioned. She's like, oh yeah, I went to the Academy on Coruscant. And I was like, okay, so you look about, like, late 20s, mid 20s. That would make you the same age as Thane and Sienna, which means you were at the Academy the same time as Thane and Sienna. And I was like, wait, do you know Thane and S-? I was, like, having a moment and a meltdown. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. But, like, I was thinking of all of my glep shadows. I'm like, that's valid. Everybody right now, I need to know where they all are. Like, it's been, you know, four years, it's been four years since the end of, like, since Battle of Jakku. I don't know, what, what, what are, what are Aiden and Del doing? I need to know. Are they gonna show up in Mando? I think they should. And then, I'm like, well, then we have Nora and Jazz and Sinjir. We already had an Aftermath Glup Shadow show up in Mando. Fucking Cobb Vamp. Why can't another I, one show up? I love Cobb Vamp. I, we didn't even talk about him. This was a Mando-centric episode. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about him when you're done. When you're done. If an, if an Aftermath Gleb Shittles is in three <laughs> chapters of this trilogy can show up in Mando, why can't Nora Wexley show up in Mando? That's valid. Let's, just, let's bridge the gap between the sequels and... <laughs> The sequels and, and Mandoverse and bring in Nora Wexley. AKA, if Nora Wexley ever shows up on screen, I will pass away. I will no longer function. That is my MILF. That is my most support MILF. If she were to show up on screen, I would not know what to do with myself. I'd probably die on the spot. Like, you'd need to, like, call the police because I would just die and go in cardiac arrest. <laughs> I'm shaking my head at Kels right now. Like, you can't see like it, but fake, I'm doing it. The fact I know Dave Filoni knows she exists because they know that Cobb Vanth exists, which means they have yeah. to know that Nora exists. They have to include her. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you have a good like, case. I do. And Arden Versio, her dad was an admiral for the Empire. 
knows who she is. Where is she and Del right now? I am, where are they? What, what are they doing? They should go take down parts of the Empire, a.k.a. I think Iron Versio and um, Ilya should make out angrily at least once. <laughs> Bring Adele in there. Let's make it a polycule. <laughs> you do love a good polycule. I do love a good polycule. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, Leah, this question really triggered something in Kelsey's brain. Like, you can't see it, but I could, like, Kelsey's like, I, I, they need a minute, it seems like. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say because I don't know as much as Kels in that area, but I will say, I did like seeing how Coruscant, like, on the surface, it seems like, you know, it shows how the New Republic is trying to, like, fix things but you could see that like not a lot of things at that point have really like changed i mean there was a good like i think the amnesty program again like i'm mentioning that again because i thought it was a good idea it's a good idea but i don't think they're executing it properly first of all second of all the the rich elite are so annoying because they remind me of the rich elite in real life and i'm tired of it but i like seeing i like i love seeing coruscant always will everyone loves like coruscant is the planet ever She's my baby girl. That's all I have to say about that. Kel's pretty much, <laughs> like, said... The... <laughs> you, you, you said... You said it. Post-Empire Corsair, I love you. you <laughs> Please said, give me some of my club shit You said what needed to there. be said. Um, I, I will, know they are there. I want to mention Cobb Vanth quick, because I love him. He's one of my favorite Mando characters, but Bo-Katan is number one. Um, he was originally an aftermath character. I know. Aftermath. I saw him in the Wedge is first. In it. I read the first aftermath book, and I read, read Cobb Vanth in it, and I freaked out. So I'm like, oh my god, Cobb Vanth in the Mandalorian. He's an aftermath. That's crazy. I was so excited. And I'm like, I love him. He's so neat and cool, and he's a little gay guy cowboy. running around. I want to. We I we have to see him in season three. We have to. It's essential. Yeah. Well, or. We're gonna see him in Book of Boba Fett season two because of the ending in Book of Boba Fett. Or exactly. Boba Fett's gonna take over Din's show, at least in one episode. I'm here for that. And we're gonna Let's see what happens with Cobb Vanth because that's interesting that they that little like cliffhanger moment with him. I'm like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Um, okay, so we. Our new brand has been doing quizzes at the, closer to the end oh. of every episode. So I found this you quiz because I prefer you quiz. It's which character from the Mandalorian are you? And it was created if I don't, by. If I don't get Babu. What's the point? <laughs> it was created by edit, edit, editor Russ. Okay, um, I'll read the first question. How many? Trips does it take to carry your groceries from your car? One, I don't have that many groceries. A couple, one, it doesn't matter how many groceries I have. However many it takes, it's a lot of food. I would say a couple. One. It depends. One. If I if me and my mom have like a big grocery order, then it takes a couple trips. But if it's if, only a little bit, then it's one. If I can't do it in one, I failed. I'm doing one trip. I don't care if my arms are asleep. I'm doing it in one trip. 
Anyway, uh, choose Mandalorian color armor. Blue, reliability. Green, duty. Red, honoring a parent. Gray, mourning a lost one. Black, justice. Orange, Shirashoi, lust for life. Or gold, vengeance. Mm. I do love me some good vengeance. I think I'm gonna do... Justice, black. There's there's something you need to do. I do it right now while I'm thinking about it. I check the order of priority. I'll do it in its time. I'll do it in a minute. I'm busy. Don't worry. Somebody will get that for me. I forgot what I was supposed to be doing. I um, forgot what I was supposed to be doing. It's kind of between, like, all of these. I could be any one of these. <laughs> it depends on the day that I'm having. Um, I'll do, I'll do it in a minute. I'm busy. Choose a track from the movie soundtracks. The Star Killer, Augie's Great Monopistol Band, Binary Sunset, Duel of the Fates, Leia's Theme Across the Stars. Duel of the Fates, baby! I don't care if I'm basic. Mm. It's either, it's between Binary Sunset and Duel of Fates. Um, I'm gonna do Binary Sunset to be different. Wow. Best weapon to use against opponent wielding a lightsaber. Another lightsaber. I'm not fighting somebody with a lightsaber. A projectile weapon. These hands. These An hands. orbital blaster. I already know that oats should be like these hands. These, yeah. I, I kind of want to pick. But in real, like. Another lightsaber. I would realistically pick another lightsaber, but these hands is funny. I'll do another lightsaber because I want an accurate character. <laughs> Your ideal way of being perceived, not, not perceived ever, stop perceiving. I want you to look at me and know that I can wipe the floor with you. Don't care how people perceive me as long as they think I'm cute. I want to automatically be, I want to be automatically recognized as a whole person worthy of respect. I want people to hesitate, look at, to look in the eye. Not, do not perceive, ever. I want, like, the worthy of respect one. I don't want to be perceived. (laughs) Your opinion on Jedi. They had their problems, but overall they tried to do good. I have no opinion. The Jedi are mystical beyond normal understanding. The Jedi are a nuisance. They are a force for good in the galaxy. Every single Jedi can catch these hands. Every single Jedi can catch these hands? Um. (laughs) I love y'all, but I'm gonna fight you. Um. I kind of like that one. (laughs) <laughs> they have their problems. I like that they have their problems, but the cat. I like that one. I'm picking that one. <laughs> I mean, High Republic Jedi are superior, but also they can catch these hands. <laughs> Every Jedi ever. Choo- yeah. Choose the best meal experience. You have a moment to yourself. It's just you, this delicious food, and peace and quiet. You and your close friends drove somewhere late at night. You're eating takeout in the car with the radio on. A small, intimate adventure. You're hosting dinner. All your guests are comfortable in keeping complimenting your cooking. They're happy here. Finally relaxed. It's loud and crowded. Everyone's bunched together, passing dishes back and forth, laughing and telling stories you know and love everyone here. You're out at a restaurant with friends, talking and taking up space and people watching. I I like eating alone more often. Yeah. <laughs> Did we both pick the same one? Yeah. <laughs> What do you like best about Mandalorians? 
I'm just here for the clone troopers. <laughs> That's so mean. They're strong warriors. They have interesting history and culture. They're a walking found family trope. They're just so cool. All of, well, all of these. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm just here for the clone troopers. They have an interesting <laughs> history and culture. Yeah, walking found family trope. I, I'm going to pick history and culture. All right. Oh my god. Wait, what are you? Moff Gideon? I'm Grogu. There's no fucking way. Moff Gideon. Has there ever been anyone with more style, more flair? You're a 10 in rooms of fives and you can let them know and be classy about it at the same time. Wherever you are, you are in control of the situation. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm in the control of the situation when it comes to my friend groups and stuff, but... Well, of course, I'm the gremlin. I'm a, you are the little mm, face with the mustache, brought to life your clever and mischievous good natured even as you delight in getting things your way. If if you don't always react the best to stress, well, you have a good heart even so. Um, why am I the frog? <laughs> why am I a frog? Why am I, a I wanted frog? frog lady. I wanted, I love, was like, what character do you want? I was like, Bubba Frick. He's not me an answer. You should make an updated quiz. Yeah. And put Babu Frick in there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's, it's your, your turn. It's my turn. It's your turn. Uh, I'm going to celebration. If you see me, you can pay $3,000 for a picture. An extra five hundred to lick my mask for Ochi. I'm so proud of myself for making that tweet. If you, if you see me crying over Dennis Lawson, mind your business. Real. Uh, Battle Scars is out and it's gay. I'm so Fuck excited. The haters. I don't care that I haven't read it yet. I will defend that book because the haters are annoying. I'm so excited to read it. I, I'm so excited. I'm so. I'm so excited to read that book. I'm so excited to find out what happens in the new game. I'm very... I love JFO very much. I'm I, very excited. I am going to Fan Expo Philly. Ha ha, yay. Becca's doing something. Um, wow! That, yeah. Um, I just bought the tickets today. Proud of you. So, thanks, Mom, for... <laughs> For paying for it, or else I wouldn't have been able to. I would not have been able to afford to go. But um, I'm excited to hear about everyone's celebration adventures. I'm trying to think. Is there any other like Star Wars news happening? No, because it's not, not really. dropping. Well, yeah, that's at this post celebration. I was mean like Young well, Jedi Adventures, but that's like post celebration. Are there any panels that you want to sh- like? That mutuals are doing. I know the solo one. Uh, the solo one. I can't remember what day it is. Uh, Star Wars English class. Yes. Is on Saturday. And the stitches. So if if you can't get into the Ahsoka panel, you can go to uh, Star Wars English class. Uh, and yeah, stitches to first. We're such fake friends. Um, the cosplay one. The really cool cosplay one. That, there's that one. Um, and then Alanis is doing, because she's teaching a Star Wars class at her high school, and so she's 
doing a panel on that, and that sounds really fun and interesting. I can't remember the day. It's just really bad. But yeah, go check out fan panels, because they're just as cool as, like, yes. the official powers ones. Yes. So, I think yeah. the fan perspective is amazing and everything to me, because yeah. I think fans specifically, like, catch things and that the actors or the writers may not catch on to like we'll, we'll like focus on the most minuscule things and we will blow it up and make it the biggest deal <laughs> and i love that like, about i don't us. think star wars realizes how insane it was for me to show me post empire course on how it rewired my brain chemistry i don't think they realize that <laughs> john you know what you did but you didn't really <laughs> Don't, I wish we didn't, I wish we didn't have to give him credit for anything, but (laughs) we have to. Dang it! Star Wars admin, if you're listening, no you're not. (laughs) Swagman? You told me. It's, it, like, you totally glitched during that. (laughs) So say it again, just. Swagman, I know you ship Wedge Luke. Because you told me, and if you see yeah. my Ochi, me and o- as Ochi, you can lick my mask for free. And I will say, I also know Swagman on TikTok noticed my Trilla affecting lesbians, and they commented on it. I'm like, so you know, you're Swagman's aware. An, Swagman's an ally. Swagman is an ally. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it. We don't really have anything else. Um, we're both- I'm- Read Aftermath to become insane like me. <laughs> yes, read- I, I have read the first Aftermath. I, I'm getting there. I'll get- I'll read the rest of them eventually. I promise you. But I have to- I also promise you I'd read Lost Stars and High Republic, so I have a long list of books to read. But- And then you'll be insane like me. Oh, I know I will. I know my brain. I, I read Light of the Jedi and I was like hooked. I was like- what happens next? And then oh, I did. Oh, it insane. I know. I see some spoilers, and I'm like, "Fuck, I'm gonna hate life." But anyways, um, yeah. So you can find us on TikTok and Twitter at on TikTok. It's at the Queer Ascendancy on Twitter. It's Queer Ascendancy. You can follow me. On Instagram at Rebecca Shea. It's in. I'm not spelling it out because you're gonna spell it wrong. It's in the description. You can, and I'm gonna plug my stand Twitter for the first time. I'm not putting it in the description, but I'm plugging it in here because I've been following people from TikTok and I don't think they're recognizing me because of my stand account. <laughs> so I, so I am Sapphic Mirko. Mirko is a character from My Hero Academia, which I could go on a whole tangent about. But anyways, is that? You can follow me on TikTok at Becca Shea, which will be in the description. I'm not. I'm not spelling it. Okay. Um. I think that's it. Because you don't need to follow my Tumblr. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kels. Where can the good people find you? The good people can find me on TikTok at Discount Sansa Stark. Even though, even though I do post Star Wars, I am going on a Little Mermaid tangent. Um. Also, watch the Little Mermaid. Yes. On I will be watching to it. This movie. We are supporting black women because black women are amazing. Um, anyways, also because Halle Bailey can sing. Yes, like an I'm goddess, so excited. So fuck y'all giving her hate. I yes. hate all of you. I'm so excited to see that movie. 
It looks so good. It looks really I don't good. Care. It looks so good. We'll do a we'll do um, a Little Mermaid episode. We will. And I will go on a tangent. We will. No, we'll so do it. I'm excited about this movie. Um, and then follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram at Sandwalkers, where I also just did posts about the Little Mermaid a lot. Valid. Uh, yeah. So true. At some point, we should really come up with, like, a good closing, like, little statement, because when I was on Diet in the Force, they have, like, their good closing, and I'm like, man, <laughs> the queer ascendancy is so- is such a shit show. But it, it's- we're part of the charm. It, it's a good shit show. You know, thanks for- thanks for joining the shit show. We'll see you next time. We don't know when that's gonna be, because I'm not gonna- <laughs> I'm not gonna stress Kels out- I will not even talk- Regular recording schedule? Nah. I will not even message Kels about the podcast until after, like, the convention. I might do a solo episode if I feel like it, but I'm not gonna stress Kels out with any of that shit. Like, they're not- they're not gonna hear from me about the podcast. Oh, wait. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, that's it. Bye. Thanks for listening. Okay, hi everyone. It's Becca. I'm- adding this segment like a couple days after we recorded that episode because if I remember correctly I know that I made some comments um about the children of the watch and comparing them to cults and I wanted to add this on here and add this disclaimer that since those initial thoughts and those initial opinions I have learned by reading tweets of my mutuals and my peers and seeing the tiktoks of people within the star wars fandom who are explaining why that take and that opinion is incorrect and so i wanted to come on here and say that and i just wanted to make that clear that my opinion has since changed and i do want to apologize for making that connection because that can be very harmful and it's important to you know admit when you said something that was incorrect and wrong so I just wanted to add that on here thank you